If you're a job seeker who is currently unemployed or you're currently working but in a toxic work environment and you're looking for the fastest way to get out, you may become desperate and want to take any job that comes your way. But I guarantee you, you'll make your career situation worse if you take a bad job. This is Chan with The Plan, the podcast, a podcast providing career advice and easy, actionable steps for frustrated professionals, helping you overcome career challenges so you stop feeling confused and defeated and start feeling focused and confident in order to excel in your career. I'm your host, Max Chan. Now let's dive into the episode. Getting a job interview at a company that you're interested in is definitely an exciting time, and you should be excited because this is an opportunity where you could be making more money, getting a better job title, and doing more fulfilling work that aligns with your career goals. However, you also need to be aware because a top talent such as yourself should be looking for the job, not a job, as making one bad career move, such as taking a job from a bad employer, could set you back years in your career. I've spoken to hundreds of professionals and worked with former colleagues that have taken jobs from bad employers. And these are three reasons why you should not take a bad job. The first is getting fired due to poor performance. At this point, you will not be making income for at least a few months because we all know how long the job search could take. Or you may have to settle and take a lower paying job with less responsibility because you ran out of money and you ran out of time. The second issue is that if you have realized that you've taken a bad job and you want out immediately, then you will have to start the job searching process all over again, which causes two issues on your resume. The first issue is that if you put your new job on your resume and begin applying, recruiters are going to question why you're looking to leave so soon, which could put your decision making into question. Because wanting to leave a job so soon shows a lack of commitment, a lack of research, and not sticking it through when the going gets tough. The second issue with your resume, if you decide to leave off your new job, is that now it appears that you're not working, which will lead to questions such as what happened at your last job. So first scenario, they're going to question why you're leaving so soon. And the second scenario, they're either going to assume that you got laid off or you quit randomly. Neither situation is favorable to you. And the third issue is to tough it out for at least a year. Because at that point, it's relatively safe to move without getting a lot of questions. However, if you take this path, you'll be doing unfulfilling work and working in a toxic environment for at least a year. Decreasing your physical and mental health, which ends up getting carried over to your personal life. And since this type of work is not what you want to do or is not aligned with your skill set, your skills will deteriorate, making you less marketable as you start your next job search. Don't be alarmed. There are good jobs out there. Unfortunately, when you go through the job search process, you'll need to know how to effectively filter the good jobs from the bad jobs. So I am going to teach you and arm you with knowledge on how to spot red flags in the job interview to ensure you avoid taking on these bad jobs and to move your career forward properly because there's no better feeling than doing work that fulfills your purpose and doing this work alongside your manager and colleagues that you get along with. So let's go through seven red flags that you should watch out for in the job interview so you don't take a bad job. The first is the bait and switch. This is when you apply to a specific job, believing you know what the job entails based on what you read in the job description. But when you actually go to the interview, it doesn't sound like anything that you applied to. I've had this happen multiple times in my early career when I was looking for my first job out of college. I would apply to these marketing jobs, and when I go to these interviews, they end up just being sales jobs. Companies usually do the bait and switch when they know they won't get as many applicants if they highlight what the actual job is. So by wording it differently, they'll increase their number of applications. And then their job is to bring these people in for an interview and try to sell them on the real job so they'll end up taking it anyway. I personally wouldn't take the job even though it may seem more appealing after they sold it to you because if a company is willing to be dishonest and unethical before they hired you, what is it going to be like when you do work for them? The second red flag is illegal questions. 
These are personal questions that have nothing to do with your ability to do the job. Questions such as your age, race, religion, and marital status are just some examples of illegal questions. The reason why some of these illegal questions come up is obviously for selfish reasons and for the company's own motive. For example, if they're asking if you have any kids or plan to have kids in the future, they'll assume your commitment level based on the answer to that question. It also gives them an idea if they have to pay for maternity or paternity leave in the future. From a religious perspective, you may need to take certain days off, which they may not like. In addition, by asking these types of illegal questions, it shows that they're not a diverse culture, meaning that they most likely do not have any diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. A lack of diversity in a company is definitely a red flag. The third red flag is disorganization and lack of preparedness. One example of disorganization is constantly rescheduling your interview. I always tell professionals the way they treat you in an interview is a good indicator of how they treat you as an employee. So if they're constantly rescheduling your interview, if you do decide to take their job offer and work for them, there's a good chance that priorities will always be shifted and meetings will constantly get rescheduled. And nobody wants to work for that type of chaotic environment. Which leads me to my next red flag of long, drawn-out interview processes. From working with hundreds of professionals with their interview process, the best companies to work for tend to have an interview process of about three rounds. The first round is the phone interview or pre-screening for the recruiter. The second round is an interview with the hiring manager or the hiring manager and their team. And the third round is usually an interview with an executive or someone from the leadership team or the hiring manager's boss. When you start going to four, five, six, or even seven rounds in the interview process, it is a sign that the organization is slow and indecisive. So you could be potentially doing a lot of meaningless work because they're constantly changing their strategy or your work will never see the light of day and get implemented because there's so many approvals that you have to go through. The fifth red flag is doing free work. Before I continue, there's a major difference between doing an assignment to assess your skills and doing free work. Doing an assignment to assess your skills is where they give you a case study or an assignment that has no value added to the company. It's strictly an exercise to evaluate your abilities. And how you can tell if it's an assignment to assess your skills is if the assignment has nothing to do with the company. For example, if the company you're interviewing with gives you a case study for an automotive company and they're a consumer packaged goods company, you can rest assured that this assignment has nothing to do with what they're doing as a company. However, if they give you an assignment such as create their marketing plan for the next year, then that's value added work that will benefit the company. You are basically being a consultant for them free of charge. Sneaky companies who do this usually have no intention in hiring the candidate, as this is their way to source free work to help them with their own initiatives. The next red flag is if the interview feels like an interrogation. A good company will ensure that you have a positive and pleasant interview experience, even if you don't get the job. So they will ensure that you feel welcome and to try to make it a conversation so you get to know each other. If the interview starts feeling like a pop quiz, where they are drilling you question after question and putting you on edge, this type of behavior and abuse will carry over when you become an employee. And the final red flag is exploding job offers. Exploding offers are usually a tactic used by bad quality companies. Basically, they know their offer is garbage compared to what's out there in the market, so they use the exploding job offer to prey on desperate job seekers looking to get any job. And if they aren't respecting you by giving you the proper time to make a big career decision, they aren't going to respect you when you become an employee. To end up this discussion on job interview red flags, here are five questions that you can ask the interviewer to spot red flags that aren't as obvious or prevalent. The first question is, what are the expectations of this role in terms of workload? This can help you determine whether the company values work-life balance and if this role is realistic and achievable. How does the company support employee development and growth? 
This question can help you determine whether a company is invested in its own employees when it comes to making them successful. How do you typically onboard employees? This will give you a good indicator whether they have proper training for new employees or they're just going to throw you into the fire. Why is this position open? Is this a new position because of growth or because someone recently left the job? This can help gauge whether the company is growing or if the company, at least for this role, has a high turnover for it. You can also tell based on how the interview answers, whether they are angry that the former person left or that they're actually happy for them. And the last question I recommend you asking to the hiring manager who's doing your interview is how long you have been at the company. If the hiring manager has been at the company for a while, then they'll know the ins and outs of the company processes, making your onboarding a lot smoother and easier. However, if the manager has recently started in their position or they are also new to the company, then they may not be able to help you as much compared to someone that has been in the business for a while. If you're a job seeker who is currently unemployed or you're currently working but in a toxic work environment and you're looking for the fastest way to get out, you may become desperate and want to take any job that comes your way. But I guarantee you, you'll make your career situation worse if you take a bad job. So have a proper job search strategy in place, get the support you need, and stay patient. By following those principles, not only will you get your next opportunity, it will be the right opportunity for you to get your career back on track and accelerate your career growth. If you found this content helpful, make sure to like and subscribe. Best of luck in your job search, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here's three ways I can help you achieve your career goals for free. First, subscribe to this podcast as I post two episodes a week. Number two, leave a five-star review as this helps build the credibility of the show so we can gain access to more influential people to interview and bring those lessons to you to help elevate your career. And number three, connect with me on social media. There's a link in the show notes for you to click on that compiles all my active social media accounts, making it easy for you to find me and connect with me. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, Thank you.